When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this episode of the Baseball Together Podcast Baseball Family, where today we talk about Trevor at Bauer getting his wrist slapped. We have an interview with one of our friends, Bill Skabiski, and more. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together baseball family we are excited to be here with you today welcome to our current events segment of this week's podcast as always i am brig and i'm joined by brad how are you brad i'm making it through brig i'm here i'm, I'm gonna make it through how about that <laughs> i'm exhausted you know I'll that's you the why. most honest that's literally the most honest thing ever <laughs> daylight savings happened to us well to part of us today it happened to me hard <laughs> and I, I i don't know i'll probably recover just in time for the time change to go back so we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes how are you why are you feeling the way well, you're feeling we're gonna we'll get into it more later but i'm i spent the day at a baseball game today so yeah it was oh hot and sunny and i haven't spent that much time outside in a long time so it kind of got to me i'm a little bit sunburned if you're watching on youtube you can see it um, got some sun today, so oh. it was nice. <laughs> but I'm very excited to see your sunburn. I know is that weird? <laughs> it is. It's okay. <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's get into this current events right now. The rules. There are new rules. Brad being tested in the low minor leagues, uh, specifically bigger bases in AAA. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Well, just go through all of them, and I'll tell you why. Oh, they're going to ban what they're calling extreme shifts in double A. Mm-hmm. There's a step-off rule in high A, and they're limiting two pickoff attempts in low A. The third attempt, if the runner is safe, it's considered a balk. Oh, my goodness gracious. And then there's an automatic strike zone in the low A southeast. Oh, okay. Oh my word. Okay. All right, so... All of these rules are to get guys stealing bases again. Um, I hey. don't like all of them. Bigger bases, you've got a little bit shorter distance to go between base between bases. If you have mm-hmm. six inches less ground to cover, the idea is that you're more likely to steal a base. I don't know that it's necessarily true. I feel like the speedsters are going to steal more because that's x amount of times whatever fewer that they are going to be. Out by an eyelash, in the words of Bob Euchre on Major League. You're right. Very um, good. Yes. <laughs> but the guys who aren't the guys who aren't stealing bases are still not going to steal bases because they're not going to take the risk. Because they're not right. gonna they're not gonna lose them their opportunity to be on base by risking stealing a base because they get an extra six inches. Yeah, but Brad, what you're asserting is that there is no middle ground. That you got your speedsters and you got your slowpokes. That's that's what you're saying, right? So how what does the margin look like in the middle? 
How many of those guys in the middle are going to go into one camp or the other, or is there not any middle ground? I think the middle ground is going to get bigger because I think the I don't mm. I don't want to quantify or qualify the guys who are in the middle ground as like as the slowpokes, like you said. But I think that they'll be lumped more into that because it's the same thing. Like, you know, there's a 50-50 chance of me not making that and getting thrown out. And then we have two outs with nobody on. If I can stand here on first base with one out, then I'll stay here and we're going to chance a first to third. Because even then, shorter distance, right? Sure. Yeah. So I just... I think what I it is, it's, it's going to get speedsters <laughs> running more and it's going to get everybody else, you know, they might get a little bit bigger lead and then make that make that run to third base. But I don't know that we're going to see necessarily more still, stolen bases like they want. But if it if it makes mm. for more aggressive base running, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. But I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's going to make it that big of a difference overall, though. But it's the same thing with, with the step-off rule. What it is is – no matter what base you're throwing to, you have to step off the mound, like or not the mound, but the rubber, which yeah, brings rubber, in yeah. a whole new ball game with lefties. No more Andy right. Pettit move, right? Hey, come on now. Well, it was I, glorious. It was glorious. And you know what? Because of that move, I there was a kid I played with in high school. He was, he was playing varsity while I was playing JV. And he had that move down. And when we would scrimmage, I would literally stand one foot off the base. Because I was like, you're not picking me off. And I'm Just not very one. fast, so I'm not stealing a base anyway. <laughs> so a shot in the gap, I might make <laughs> yeah. it to third base. But but I'm not going to let right, you pick right. me off. <laughs> you know? So, But mm-hmm. if he mm-hmm. had to step off, if he had to step off, I would have definitely gotten a bigger lead. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, that's too bad. So, okay, hold on. Okay. Do you think that if there is, if these do result in more aggressive base running, and if that does result in more stolen bases, will it get adopted in the major leagues, or will this trend of aggressive base running mentality, et cetera, be adopted? Do you think, what do you think? Do you think the rules will go before the mindset and the gameplay? Uh, this, this is what I think. I think that Rob Manfred is so eager to change the wrong rules that if the if it goes well in the minor leagues that he will say, yeah, let's bring it up to the big leagues rather than what you're saying having mm-hmm. a trickle-down effect. Or maybe it's like mm-hmm. a trickle-up. I don't know. Either way. Trickle-up. An, yes. an adjustment in mentality, <laughs> right? Yeah, Where right, these right. guys are like, culture. dude. It's culture I'm, change. Yeah, yeah, culture change. The guys are like, right. dude, I am still in like – 70 bases a year because of this rule i can still 70 bases in the show and the guys are more aggressive you know you know even if it was 60 bases yeah yeah right or or 55 i mean come on that would be insane that would be insane that'd be great i think i think malik smith with the when he was with the mariners he led led the league in 2019 with like 44 stolen bases or something like that yeah yeah if you break 50 it's crazy. Yeah. We're in Cray Cray Town mm-hmm. at 50 since yeah. Ricky Henderson. Let's be honest. Yeah. Ricky had 50 at the break, uh, break. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you know that's right. <laughs> okay, but we need more of that. We do need more right? of it. Like that. We need more of that so bad. That's that small ball we keep talking about, man. I know, and it's so much more so, exciting. And you know, It is. I, it is. I, 
was at a game today. There was quite a bit of it. There were quite a bit of base runners through the course of the game, and not one guy That's even cool. attempted to steal a base. Okay, so then why do you say these are the wrong rules he's trying to change? Because I don't feel like it will apply to uh, to enough people. That the specialty guys are okay. going to be even more narrowed narrowed in their specialty. Does that make sense? Yes. That it's it's yes. not going to have a broad sweeping mentality change. Not, there's not going to be broad sweeping culture change as far as like guys who are like, oh, I can steal a base if I get an extra couple inches. That they're still going to be like, no, so, it's worth I- it for me to stay to stay put. So is there a, is there an easy way to increase base running aggressiveness? Like, wh- how else are, would you change that? How else would you? Go I don't about know. Honestly, that? the pr- the problem is that analytics have taken over, and that and teams are like, it's just not worth it to try to steal a base. Right. You know, maybe yeah, it is analytics is the problem. Maybe you keep force catchers to stay in a full crouch with runners on base. Whoa! Whoa, man! Maybe that's the one. Whoa, what would the penalty be for that? Safe. Just a free base. Well, like I mean, a balk. I think what it is is the catcher can be in his like his secondary crouch. Sure. But sure, if somebody sure, yeah. tries to steal and he makes a throw, he, he attempts a throw, then the runner's safe. And he comes all the way up? Oh, no, no, no. If if he if he doesn't get down into a full crouch before the pitch is thrown, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Then, okay. like, yeah, if he's not in a full crouch and the pitch is thrown, and then the runner tries to steal, then the runner is safe. Yeah. But like, if the if the yeah. if the catcher is not in his full crouch and the runner doesn't try to steal, then it, it has no effect on the play, right? Right, right. And then I that can that. that can yeah. lead to guys that can lead to guys being like, oh, he's not crouched. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna risk him not sure. getting into his full crouch. And playing the rule. Yeah. 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 A little bit more game gamesmanship. Yeah, because yeah. that would decrease pop times. That friend. would decrease pop times for sure. Yeah, it would. And it would it would create. I don't know how much of a bigger divide yeah. between the elite catchers and like the second and third tier catchers, because you'd see a lot more catchers trying to throw from their knees than what you see now. Ton- oh, tons! Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know who'd fall apart? It's Gary Sanchez. <laughs> He'd be playing first base next week. <laughs> he, he, no, Luke Voigt's playing first base. Back That's, off. Okay, but, he'd be he'd be DHing. He'd be a full time DH because be Stanton's not available. That's it. So Stanton, he's hurt anyway. We all know that. Yeah, he's hanging out with Jacoby Ellsbury. Everybody that's knows true. that. Yeah, we don't know where they are, but that's what he's doing. They're somewhere. <laughs> they moved Brett Gardner to right field this week anyway. Okay. Oh wow! So there's problems anyway. Rome is burning already. <laughs> it's fine. Isn't that how spring goes in New York, though? <laughs> yes. Stop it. Yes. It doesn't go that way in New York. It goes that way in Florida. Oh, there, yeah, All yeah. Right. <laughs> New York is burning because there's a mess in Florida. How's that? There's always a mess in St. Pete. It's just back off. Or Tampa. All right. <laughs> Minor league baseball season is going to start in May, so keep We're an very eye excited out. about that. What? No, I was just saying. So keep an eye out on all that out for all that stuff. If you're going to minor league games, you're going to see some of it. Like, um, Briggs, you're right. what? Well, I will. You're what? Double A, right? 
It's no single. Single. Okay. It's high single. Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep an eye for that step off rule, Brig. I will. You watch me keep an eye out, Brad. You come over here and watch me. Every time, every time, Brig, every time you go to a game, like, so, did they step off every time they threw to first base? I want to report. Right. That's that's what that's what this conversation is going to become, just so you know, Brig. I don't want it to become that. <laughs> I, I plan. I So I bought a mug club membership at the Greenville Drive, and I will be there as near to every Thursday night as I possibly can. My seat comes with free beverage. And I bought two seats <laughs> for the whole season. I have t- I have two tickets to every Thursday night game with a free beverage for the rest of the season. I I am excited. Okay, there you go. I probably will go additional games, but I'm making it to every, almost every one of those. Nice. The end. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Brad brought this to my attention. The Giants and the Indians played. Without umpires for an entire half inning, the bottom mm-hmm. of the ninth on yeah. Saturday, and uh, Brad tells me that one of the catchers decided he was going to sit behind the plate. Correct? Yeah, Bo Taylor with the Indians, and you know when I saw this, just they said that, you two know, feet did... further back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But ah, you got it. But they, uh, but they said um, he did a pretty good job, and it makes me wonder. First off. Why are umpires not doing a better mm-hmm. job then? And second, so this is why Ooh. this happened, was that the Giants had some guys who they wanted to get some reps in. Um, and sure. the Indians were like, yeah, that's fine. You know, the Giants were winning in the bottom of the ninth inning. And, you know, basically they're just playing an exhibition exhibition game anyway. But they're playing an extra exhibition inning. And umpires were like, mm, nope, we're out. So that's why they didn't have any umpires. <laughs> now, to me, okay, to me... If you're an umpire, would you not want to continue getting more reps and improve? I understand if you're a big league umpire, but you're still coming out of you're still coming in. I mean, it's spring training for everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. See more pitches. Even the play-by-play guys up in the booth are getting reps in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the play-by-play play-by-play guys are like, well, this game's uh, this game's over, but. Uh, they're playing an extra half inning. Let's let's wrap it. Let's go ahead and wrap. We won't. We we're won't gonna half. we're gonna filibuster about sunflower seeds for a moment. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure that the play by play guys went went ahead and they finished covering the game because it's their job. Sure, you know, and that's right. I don't understand why umpires just think that they're so much. They just feel like they're so high above everything, and it makes me crazy. You know, like. Used to, there was this tradition mm-hmm. where people would come to baseball games to watch the umpires. Like, I mean, this yeah. is like the eighteen oh, hundreds, sure. right? Like Mark Twain used to umpire games, mm-hmm. and people would come to see Mark Twain umpire those games. Yeah, but Mark Twain ain't umpiring games anymore. Instead, you've got Sa- Angel Hernandez and Joe Clemens. West. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to see those guys. Joe. I'm not going to see those guys. I don't care. If I don't know who's umpiring the game, the better off it is. It's better off. Yeah, that's right. I shouldn't know who those guys are. I shouldn't know their names. Right. But if you saw Samuel Clements on the roster behind home plate, would you show up? No. He's got a mask on. Because you knew his name? Is that (laughs) the only reason? (laughs) No, because he's got a mask on. I'm not going to see him. Whatever, like, Brad, 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 Samuel Clements is is uh, 
Mark Twain's real name. <laughs> I see. I didn't know that, Brick. I forget that. I don't know. <laughs> I would still. I still fine. wouldn't go to see Mark Twain on Pirate Game. That's that's the point I'm making. Even if I knew who Samuel Clements was. <laughs> Listen, Brad. What if it was Ernest Hemingway? Would you go see Ernest Hemingway? No. Game? No. I Why? Are you kidding me? He'd be I'm out there not with his kidding bourbon and a cigarette. You I, couldn't tell me that wouldn't be with his glorious mustache and all his literary flair. I would. No, I'd you go know what? just to I, see what he wrote about it. I, w- I would say something <laughs> about how maybe he had spent. I don't even know if this is Ernest Hemingway. I can't remember. I took that class a long time ago. But I would say something about how maybe he spent too much time out at the sea as the old man and he can't see. I don't know. But Very good. But no, I should know well he's played. Anyway. I see what you did there. No, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Trevor Bauer. Okay. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. <laughs> We're going to go from Ernest Hemingway to Trevor Bauer. Both seamless. literary giants it's in American seamless. society. You don't even know the cultural impact the two have had so far. <sighs> Let's just take a breather. <laughs> Dude, Trevor Bauer gets his his wrist slapped. We have to say that. Yes. Um, his wrist slapped <laughs> by Major League Baseball because he decided to market himself. And in a very small way, on his, the belt of his uniform, he had a B, you know, for Bauer. <laughs> it, it's his logo. It's like a, it's like a B. It's like the same yeah, yeah. B that they use on Bang cans, but it has like yeah, instead of a this, scope, this jagged, it has it has like a yes. lightning bolt. That's right. Well, so, it's his thing, right? It's yeah, like, it, it it's is not his the momentum logo. logo. It's, it's yeah. the Bauer logo. Yeah, yeah, it the is. brand. Yep, and, and he gets up, and Major League Baseball says, "Uh-uh, no way." Yeah, you violated the uniform policy. Fine, you get fined. Mm-hmm. Brad, why don't you tell the people what Trevor Bauer said? It's pretty great. Well, <laughs> I don't have the tweet in front of me, but uh, it was basically like MLB says we need to we can't market our players if they don't want to market themselves. And then he says, "Player goes to market himself." MLB says, you're not allowed to market yourself. <laughs> this and is like, strictly prohibited. We're yeah. going to fine you if you do that ever again. And I get it. Like, on the belt, <laughs> that's not a place to do that. Put it on your shoes. Okay? But they still would have fined him. They still would have fined him, find him if he put it on his shoes. Like, yeah, if he had drawn the, the Bauer right. B on his shoe instead of it being, like, the Nike Bauer 1, you know, they would have yeah. fined him. But at that point, I'm like, who cares? You know, obviously he wants to market himself. He's doing a pretty good job at it. Um, Better than anybody else. But yeah, well, and Francisco Lindor actually said that you know he thinks the MLB needs to ban the shifts. We we talked about that a little bit, but the, at the end of the same article, he said, "But rather than shifts, the focus needs to be on marketing players." Yep, like he is absolutely right, absolutely right, and doing this. Is not helping. No. Sometimes you got to be a little more lax. No. Right. But, okay, let's play devil's advocate. Okay. On the, in this one instance, this is ridiculous, right? You're thinking, holy moly, Rob. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, you're competing against your own value system here. Really is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, but I take, I'm taking a long view of this. If we're coming, uh, man, I'm going to say it again. 
if we're coming up on the collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> and Trevor Bauer's like, let's push this line a little bit. And he gets guys like Francisco Lindor pushing that line a little bit. I mean, who was it? Uh, was it Luke Voigt or Clint Frazier? Somebody got hemmed up for their cleats not long ago as well. And then mm. if you go all the way back, I say all the way back, we're talking like four years to uh, <laughs> what's his name on the – who's the utility infielder for the Cubs in 2016? What the heck was his name? He wore the black cleats with the uh, tongue sticking out, and he got all hemmed up about it. Flip. Ah, his name escapes me right now. Yeah, I feel me like too. a dummy. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Um, yeah. But, you yeah, know, I know what you're talking about. And, and, you know, they have the whole players weekend thing where they're like, well, you can have your own shoes then. But the NBA, day, the NBA, in my opinion, has done this right. They seem to yes. have, like, no standard for shoes. They're freaking shoes. Well, they're going to get great. dirty anyway. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, what the heck do you care? Yeah. I swear that Damian Lillard wears different shoes like different colored shoes like every other game almost because they're different colors from his line i think he wore a buzz lightyear themed shoe one time last year like in the bubble yeah amazing you know like it was like that glowing green purple and white and it's like the blazers are black red and white had nothing to do with any of the colors but nba was like do it do it people like the shoes and you know what kids That's are going right. to like baseball shoes too if they if they start to see them and start to see these creative colors and designs and major league baseball needs to let them run with it i agree you know cuz there's you there's know i would also so much make the do. same argument i would also make the same argument for bats yes bats there's um, a, there's a ton of really cool bats out there there is a bunch of boutique bat companies out there that are doing some crazy things. I will tell you that Jaw Bats is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I hope they're listening because I'll tell you, they are my very, very favorite boutique bat company. If you want a great, beautiful wood bat, go to Jaw Bats. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man. They, and <laughs> the stuff they do is astonishingly cool. Yeah, and, and this is the thing, too, is that, like, You've got to let these guys be creative because it it will sell it will sell more merchandise it will push merchandise because for sure you could replicate a metal bat to look like a pro model of a wood bat if somebody has a loud totally. bat and there is a a replica metal version at Dick's or whatever I'm like yeah I want that one that's awesome. You know, and yeah. it's the same thing with the shoes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want that model shoe. It's amazing. And I understand with the gloves because you've got to draw a line with pitchers, right? You can't have a pitcher with, yeah. with a loud glove. And so then you just make a sweeping dec- declaration across the league. Nobody can have loud gloves. I'm fine with that. But yeah. let them go shoes. Yes. Let them go bats. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you had – so I can see uh, spring training bats – with a Miami Vice color scheme, again, I'm going to nod on jaw bats. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, they have a bat that's this Miami Vice thing, and it's this it's this uh, pink on top. The barrel is in this pastel pink, mm-hmm. and the bottom is in a Tiffany blue, and it is beautiful. Ah, oh, it's yeah. perfect. If you tell you take that down to Florida for spring training, man. Maybe so. Maybe they only open up cool bats for spring training, players' weekend, and the All Star break. That'd there be okay. Go. That would be. I could a live way. with that. Yeah, and same that thing would with be shoes. A perfect middle ground. Same thing. With same shoes. with shoes. And you know, you while wear we're cool at it, shoes, make the All Star game. <laughs> you know, while we're at it, we should have Nike should make 
a non-spiked version of those shoes too of the of the spikes absolutely um, like a like some kind of version of like a street shoe or like a basketball shoe version i don't know totally because there are there are a lot of something or other there are a lot of cleats that i think are really cool that i'm like well i don't play anymore so i have no desire like i have no interest but i'd buy it as a shoe right you know right just a sneaker yeah, yeah. so I yeah i think. agree with you i know we're just or tr- we're trying to do too right, much man. to change the world i think but. i think so <laughs> so let's go through our checklist rob manfred needs to be uh canned Removed. bats shoes <laughs> ban the shift universal dh should never be in the conversation again what else do we feel passionately about let's talk about baseballs for a minute <laughs> yes let's talk about it. so like i said let's i went to a baseball that. game today and it was a really cool experience i took my son wilson um the spring training experience overall was not that different that like the game wasn't too different um we had our yeah. little pod in the outfield where they had like spray painted a box that we sat in um hmm. and they said if you're in your pod you don't need to wear a mask which was really cool i thought that was really nice because I don't, yeah. I don't love wearing a mask, but like I don't have a problem with it. But if I don't have to, then I'm not going to. So You'll I was able to enjoy the game. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, with without a mask, and it was really nice. Um, the one of the concession guys, we got there super early, and uh, we, were, we were getting our lunch. And one of the guys goes, Do "You guys have a ball?" And I was like, "Ah, eh, not yet, but we're sitting out in home run territory, so we'll see what happens." And he looks at he looks at Wilson. And he goes, "You want one?" He's like, "Yeah." So he goes in the back. And grabs a ball from, like, batting practice today. Whoa. So we came home with a baseball. It was pretty awesome. And Wilson, Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we got to toss it around a little bit. I was tossing him uh, just, like, he's still learning how to catch, so I was just tossing him, like, five feet away, and he thought it was pretty fun to, like, catch it and then dive on the ground. But but um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get to the baseball here in a minute. But I did notice a couple things. First off, um, wear sunscreen. <laughs> Uh, it was a little bit of cloud cover when we left. Right. I was like, oh, we'll be fine. And then I forgot to put some on. But tip, if you forget sunscreen, at least at the Peoria Sports Complex out in center field, the bathroom has suns- like a sunscreen dispenser in it. Whoa, serious. So, yeah, I was a little late getting there, as you can see on YouTube. But uh, it is there. It is there for you. So that was awesome. It was really cool. Amazing. And something that I, else that I thought of today. It should be illegal if you shut down your um, your water fountains in the name of COVID to sell water bottles for five bucks a pop. Oh, for sure. That because I was like, oh my gosh, we could have easily dropped like forty bucks on water because it was hot. We we're sitting out in the sun, you know. Yeah. And and it's not like we could go fill them up at the water fountain because that wasn't working. I'm not going to go fill them up in the nasty bathroom because that's gross. Um, but yeah, and they're still charging right. five bucks a pot for water. Like water should be free, in my opinion. If you're if you're turning off your water fountains, charge what you want for soda and beer. I don't care, but water should be free or at least a dollar. Because mm. that was ridiculous. But that's insane. Yeah. So so let me get back to this baseball real quick. We talked last week about deadened, deadened baseballs. Um, was it Blake Snell who said that he noticed that the that the laces are higher? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and def- he can dig his fingers in. Yep, definitely. I don't have any fingernails right now, but I can dig what I do have. Like, just because I just trimmed them, but the little bit that I do have, I can dig that into the lace there because they are definitely higher. The ball is softer. Uh-huh. I feel like I can squish it more than I've ever been able to with another baseball, other than like with those perma pearls you play with in Little League. Um, sure, yeah. And it is soft enough. 
that you can see the point of contact on the ball. For those of you watching on YouTube, I don't know if you can see it there. Are you holding it up right now? Yeah, I'm holding it up. I don't know if you can get close enough to oh, see like, nice. If I can get close enough to see it if it's too bright, but you can definitely see the smudge. Maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll put that picture that I sent you. I'll put that up and you can see it. Um but there is like yeah. a noticeable dent in this ball because of it. And I think it's because they deadened them a little bit, but it's not something I've ever seen before. Well, and you and I were talking about how the balls from like the late 80s and early 90s had the raised seams Mm -hmm. and how we prefer those. Like I've always preferred them playing catch, just throwing it around with with a significantly more uh, pronounced grip. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I noticed in high school there were times where we would get them with like hardly any lace at all, and there were other times we'd get them with a really high raised up lace, and I'm like, yes, yeah. nobody's stealing on me today, you know, <laughs> because you get a real <laughs> yeah, good grip yeah. on it, <laughs> and you can really yeah. huck that thing. But but yeah, no, I feel like it's more like those. It's more like those. You can really feel it. And I was actually, I've never in my life been able to throw a curveball, but today I was popping the ball to myself, and for the first time I found that dot. I was able to get the little dot on it. I was able to get enough little snap oh, on it. Yeah, it's I was to myself. So I was like, it's definitely going to be some nasty curveballs. I think that's why we've seen a lot of those frisbee cur- uh, frisbee curveballs on Instagram lately. So that's right. Yeah, a little something new to watch out for. That's really exciting. All right, well, baseball family, uh, stay tuned for the next segment of the podcast where we talk to our friend Bill, and we'll be right back. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-North Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Baseball family, welcome back to yet another podcast interview. We have a member of our baseball family here with us. His lordship, Bill Skabiski the third, is here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it with the third on there. You, you just can't avoid it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Everybody else in my family thought they were important enough to name the other one after. So, <laughs> <laughs> first question that means something, right? Do you, do you have children? Uh, yeah, two step kids. Okay. All right. Will you? Will there be a fourth? Is what I really want to know. I don't know if I could do that to him or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. Re- I think that's the response I always hear. I don't know if I could do that to him. <laughs> oh man. All right, Bill. You listen to the podcast, so you know what a rundown is. We are going to dive right into this rapid fire Q and A. First question: What is your quest? Seek the Holy Grail. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it happened. Bill, what is your favorite color? Either uh, either black or uh, Kelly green. Oh, kind of specific on the second camo. one. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, give us your best snow shoveling fashion tip. Uh, <laughs> probably knee-high socks of any kind because uh <laughs> you'd snow on your boots and that's um 
probably the worst thing. <laughs> Bill, you're so matter of fact. I love it. <laughs> All right, Bill, if your favorite team were a drink, what would they be? Depending on the season, uh, for the Red Sox, probably the, uh, probably orange juice and toothpaste, depending on the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> other years would be a real nice champagne or something. But toothpaste. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I would describe a lot of my family. <laughs> They're all Red Sox fans. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I now have the answer for when I get asked that question. For yeah, that's right. That's right. Root beer, though. Yours is root beer. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> Bill, Bill, what's your favorite baseball movie ever and why? Uh, I gotta go with uh, gotta go with Moneyball with uh, with Brad Pitt. Mm. I kind of like the, you know I like Major League like that but that one's kind of the uh, kind of the obvious answer i think for everybody and, uh, ever since i saw a money ball i've kind of kind of got glued to it so yeah it's awesome that's a good one it's terrific what is one item of baseball memorabilia that you would splurge on Ooh. well i don't know i was thinking like i've been thinking about it for uh um you know, some, for a day or two about memorabilia. One that would be uh, would be nuts to own, but you know, obviously never find it was uh, the first ever recorded um, uh, no hitter was thrown in Hartford, Connecticut. Of course, it was against the uh, Hartford's team at the time in the eighteen hundreds. I think if I if I had the money for it and that ball ever came up for auction, I'd definitely buy that. That would be you know, because I mean it's Hartford and I'm from Connecticut, so it's just. Something like that. Wow. That's a that is a terrific answer. That's amazing. Um, that's not something I ever would have yeah, even thought of. That's awesome. Yeah, no. I have a lot of time on my hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've swapped prank ideas. That's how much, yeah. <laughs> that's how much time. <laughs> okay. Yours is just sadistic and fantastic. Isn't it? We can't I, give I it away to... here. No. It's too good. You've got it's for a select group of people and my victims. Anyway, which which non-traditional or fringe sport do you think you would totally rock? Uh, That's a tough one. Well, I I did. um, I did martial arts for uh, uh, going on 20 years. So, I mean, I guess that's count for something, maybe. Which well, discipline were you a practitioner of? He said, uh, ending his sentence in a preposition. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, I did uh, a whole bunch of them. It was uh, one style of uh, of several that were uh, judo, aikido, sabat, uh, karate, and jujitsu. So we did a whole whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, like that's. That's how I spent most of my life. I didn't do you know, baseball or anything like that. That's what I did. Wow. Wow. We oh. are going to get into that in a little bit. Oh, uh, oh Brad, it's your turn. Amazing. All right. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still trying to unpack that like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. All right. Bill, what is your go-to fourth inning snack? 
I was doing uh, during during the uh, uh, 2013 and 2018 World Series. I was doing um, during the during the fourth inning. I would either I was either ordering a pizza before the game, or I was order, I was making myself a giant bowl of uh, of uh, instant ramen. I don't know. I did it once, and they did really well. So I just kind of went. You know what? I know it has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Bill has everything to do with it. Has everything to do with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will move spots on the couch if an inning is bad. Like, no, I can't sit on this one. This three-run inning? Yep, I'm sitting here until it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, so no it, it's real. Thing. It's a real thing. It has it everything to do with thing. it, Bill. <laughs> that lucky All right, Bill. Knock, knock. Who's there? Yasiel. Yasiel who? Yasiel Puig. Yassiel, you really know more know than one Yasiel? Is this even a question? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. <laughs> now I got to Google it and see. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go off script here, Brig, because this, that reminded me of one of our, one of my favorite questions <clears throat> that you asked somebody. I think you asked Tiff a long time ago. What is the square root, in your case, of David Ortiz? I would say something like a uh, seventh or eighth inning clutch home run down by a few. That's a good one. If he's having a good night. (laughs) Yeah. I do think the the correct answer is his bigness. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I should have gone with. Okay, uh, last question for you, Bill. Who's one player you love to hate? Oh, I didn't. It was definitely uh, Mariano Rivera. I loved watching him pitch, but I absolutely hated when he came out in the ninth <laughs> every single time. <laughs> you know, there's a huge cohort of people that absolutely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> things, I get so excited, he'd strike out the side, and I go, wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not supposed, supposed to, be happy. to go. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to ask Bill more questions, but he'll have more time to answer these ones. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Again, we're here with Bill. We're still here with Bill. We're really excited to be here with Bill. And he dropped a little bomb on us during our rundown that we just have to pick up and run with. Bill, you spent 20 years practicing martial arts. Yep. Okay. Why? Not that it's a bad thing. Yeah. Just, no, I just, know the story. <laughs> it's just kind of, kind of what I did. No, well, you know, I'm smaller than everybody else. I was, you know, I broke a hundred pounds my sophomore year of high school. If that says anything, wow. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yes. that's going to be my sitting son, at, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at maybe 168 right now. Um, you know, it's with my socks and everything else on. So, <laughs> you know, 
it. So you know, that had something to do with it. And just I, you know, I started doing it. It was something I enjoyed and I just I kind of stuck with it. I've had a good time, you know, and everybody down there is like family to me. So yeah, you know, even though yeah. you know, taking a break for work and everything, kind of you're stuck with it. You're always gonna be with that group of people now. So Oh, of course. Most of the best martial arts facilities I've ever trained in, they are that way. They're like family and yeah, you, you end up, that's your click, you know, that's your, that's your group. Um, what's the name of this? Is there a specific name of this style yeah. that you practice this yeah. conglomeration? Yeah. Uh, the specific style is uh, Ketsuke, uh, K-E-T-S-U-K-A, if anybody feels like Googling it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's a smaller um a smaller style that uh our uh our grandmaster uh came up with you know picked it uh called it the most practical form and, and he picked his favorite parts of uh you know the best parts of uh of what he what he liked and went with very uh, cool went with that so, that's very cool. cool i have a question for you bill um yep. so we actually just got my son in karate just this week actually uh he started yesterday what I mean, I guess we're kind of going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but what yeah, no, that's fine. for anybody who is doing is practicing martial arts or any sport, really, what's some advice that you have for them? And just have fun with it. If you're not having fun with it, there's no point it really isn't like, you know, you know, it's not about being better than anybody else. It's not about, you know, going to a tournament, having to win. Like I spent uh, up until I think it was like four years ago, I'd never actually fought full contact. You know, I mean, I'd fought, you know, it's, it's, contact but you know head contact and everything and uh it, you know it was just kind of having a good time you know even then that was a blast but you know it just you gotta have fun with it. if you don't enjoy it it's it's not gonna you're not gonna get anything out of it yeah I'm, i box that's what i do i yeah. box and i box out of a, a muay thai gym actually so i'm always there with the dudes throwing their legs in the air which i used to do i <laughs> i used to i used to practice muay thai and judo actually and jujitsu uh all three but um you know judo was my favorite i, I know you mentioned yeah. judo is yeah. do you appreciate judo the most out of those segments of the discipline or yeah i, I love judo yeah. jujitsu i'd say it's fun especially you don't be involved in the smaller than everybody so you know i tend to go flying and it's it's or it's a lot of fun to just pick somebody up that's 10 times bigger than you and throw them you know yeah <laughs> yeah that's really amazing so okay how did you get into baseball tell us where your baseball fandom began if you spent all your time in on the mats uh, my dad was a uh, was a big red sox fan uh and uh detroit tigers actually um, they used to have an old, uh, transistor radio that he and his buddy figured out how to rig up to the telephone pole in his neighborhood to, and they'd be able to pick up the, the, the Tigers games, uh, back in the, uh, back in the sixties and like that. So, uh, you know, watching, you know, watching games with him, but I wasn't really too big into it when I was a kid. You know I mean? I didn't really follow it. I remember in 2004 when the Red Sox won the world series, I didn't quite grasp that it was, you know, such a massive thing that they actually won, you know, that there were people who'd gone their entire lives and never seen it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then um, followed it on and off. Um, and then in high school, I started really following baseball again. And uh, 2012 was obviously a terrible year. And I said, you know, I, I, next year I want to sit down and watch want to watch the games i want to really get into it and, and sit and be you know and, and watch it in 2013 it just happened to, to work out that that was that was their uh 
that was their their good year. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went back to then they went back to the toilet again next year. To the so. toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they traded Mookie Betts, and now it's not even orange juice; it's mouthwash and toothpaste now. Yeah, it's just I understand why they did it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm disgusted by it, but like I, I get the whole point. It's very easy to spend somebody else's money sitting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sitting looking at it, but doesn't make me feel any better seeing him win the world series in the Dodgers uniform. <laughs> that was, that was painful. <laughs> Do you feel like the Red Sox are doing a, a pretty good job rebuilding the team right now? I mean, last year, you know, was, was obviously not a good year, but yeah. as a fan, do you like the moves they're making right now? Yes and no. I understand they're trying to do it on a budget and they're trying to get away with, from the, uh, you know, from the, you know, excessive, you know, over the salary tax uh, spending. I get it. Um, I think if like, I just got a notification maybe 20 minutes ago that they're in a three-way trade talks with, uh, with the Mets. And I think it was the twins with Ben and involved. Um, I mean, if, if they're going to stay on the budget, they need to, they need to trade for, for pieces. They can't just spend the money and expect to produce. If it's going to be a, a rebuild, you know, I get it, but obviously I'm not happy with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seeing a, yeah. seeing a, um, you know, skeleton of a team go out on the field, you know, and like that. But there's guys hey. I hope to see do a lot better yeah. this year. But you think they'll keep Jackie Bradley Jr.? Uh, I know I would. I, I would trade. I would trade his, you know, his glove for, or wouldn't trade his glove for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he had a pretty good season batting average wise last year, but I mean, you know, it, it hitting, you know, 197 or, or 212 or like that, you, you can't, you can't give up the glove in, in center field. It's or anywhere in the outfield. You can't, you, you can't get, get rid of that. Yeah. So my biggest question is, and I need, I need you to really speak on behalf of the entire Red Sox nation here. Um, are you <laughs> Are you guys as upset as the rest of us about Devers' cheeks? Like, does it offend you too? Like, with the water gum and like, he looks like a Cabbage Patch kid with the eye black, even, especially. Even, is, is even it just without me? it, even yeah. even without the water okay. chewing gum in his face. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think I, you know, I, I was I was wondering where you're going, but then I thought about it a couple times. But no, you know what? I definitely thought about that. <laughs> Every time he comes on TV, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> Briggs has been beating that drum since day one, literally day one of this podcast. <laughs> Just he's like, oh, and by the way, Devers cheeks, Devers <laughs> cheeks, man. Yeah, yeah. day one. I don't know. I always had to ask the Red contract. Sox fans, like, what is happening here? And is <laughs> is it just? It's not just me. It's never just me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's doing really well, though. He's doing yeah, great. He great is. ball player. Well, there was a point. I think it was. I, I think it was uh, John Farrell or somebody. I'm pretty sure it was him where he was bribing him with money every time he gets a hit, or maybe it was Cora oh, bribing yeah, him yeah. with like you know like ten bucks or something if you get a hit. You know, I'll take twenty <laughs> if you if you strike out or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> almost like hey. the stock market, right? Like yeah. buy a little here, sell a little there. 
like you give your kid a quarter every time he does go to the game or something and take him out for pizza yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's my sister used to pay her kids for goals and soccer because they just weren't aggressive enough. And once they started doing that and started playing, I don't feel like you should have to do that with a professional baseball player, though. <laughs> <laughs> you could think of a couple with a, with a you know, hundred million dollar contract yeah. to be a little bit, yeah. a little no bit big deal. No big deal. Oh my goodness. So not a lot of instant ramen last season then. It was I kind of I don't know. Last season didn't really do it for me. I I I, yeah. I was just kind of kind of felt like a loss for me. I, I kind of focused on hockey more, the other mm. sport I really like. You know, I don't know. I think it was just because it was so up and down with everything. Where, you know, there was a season, there wasn't a season. They couldn't make up their mind. You know, guys are, you know, guys are um taking the season off and like that. It didn't really didn't really feel like a baseball season to me. But, yeah. Yeah, Major League Baseball really didn't do a very good job, like prepping, preparing everybody for the season, and and uh, like they kind of marketed it, but it was like, okay, here we go. Tomorrow we're gonna start everything. Whoa, you know, it it didn't feel it. The anticipation is part of what's fun about it, and if there's no anticipation, it's it's gonna fall flat. I I I agree with you. I enjoyed it because the Mariners are playing meaningful baseball longer than they have in years. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I could see why why people wouldn't like it. It wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't really do it for you. I'll tell you what I did follow was uh, was Trevor Bauer's uh, blog on momentum or his, uh, his vlog on momentum. That was fantastic. I, yeah. I couldn't really I couldn't really stand him up until he started doing the vlog, and then I actually watched him and listened, you know, the way the way he was thinking, what's going on in his head, and it's like, okay, I get him now. He's all right. Yeah, <laughs> really though, he he's a guy who. YouTube has done more positive PR and his, obviously his marketing team, his agent have done more positive PR for him in the last two years than he could have done leading like the first, like five years of his career, whatever it was, because like they've done a tremendous job turning around his image because he just had this attitude and this image of being a diva, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, and and I'm included because I I wasn't a huge fan of him until I really watched his stuff. And, and then I was like, Oh, him throwing the ball over the center field fence. That's just like a flex. Yeah. I get it. I get it now. That's that, cool. Yep. You know? That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I remember when I saw that video, I'm like, what a you know, what a jerk. What is <laughs> yeah. the point of that? <laughs> like you, you know, you're a grown adult, have your hissy fit where nobody can see it. But then like you watch him talk about it with everybody, it's like, okay, I get it now. It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think we him, actually had to we had to change our official position, like our entire messaging here on the podcast changed dramatically we almost had to recant some of our previous statements <laughs> like well, yeah. okay yeah. so that's it was a huge deal for us yeah yeah it, it was so um really quick you were an emt correct yeah yep. how did you get into that i mean don't tell me you got certified like i know you got to get certified <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the worst part i am a terrible test taker and a terrible student <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to keep that certification until the day I die because <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I can't do the tests anymore, but um, I did, uh, I did graphic design in high school, I did it in, uh, in college, got a degree for it. And I just got out at the wrong time. Um, the market's oversaturated with people, you know, websites where you can do it for free from home, you know, stuff like that. And uh, my dad was, uh, was a police officer. In, uh, in my hometown, I just kind of said, you know what, I kind of want to do something else with my life, do something a little bit more uh, fulfilling, something I feel like at the end of the day, I can go, mm-hmm. 
even if I didn't make a difference, I still did, you know, still did something sort of worthwhile. You know? Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel similarly. I left my uh, fancy job for something more meaningful as well. Yeah, so it's something, you know, at the end of the day, you feel better about it. It's worth it, even if you're miserable the entire time. But the, you know, when, when you go home at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I got to I gotta tell you, but I've got like <clears throat> tremendous respect for anybody who does like the hands on side of like healthcare and medical care and things like that, because at one point I wanted to be a physical therapist and then I realized how much you have to touch somebody and I was like, not here for that. And then I also <laughs> had to go through like my first aid certification and I was getting queasy during like the like the fake stuff, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. the teacher's like, okay, this person has a snapped femur and I was like, hmm. I, you know, I actually, they don't I, I really. got to and see like, that the other day. It is oh. terrifying. Oh my, <laughs> this, yeah. this, this poor person, we go to a, a fell in the parking lot on ice and we were just kind of like, okay, you know, no big deal. Not a problem. Go to pick her up off the ground. And her, she had a knee in the middle of her, of her femur. We just, oh. it's just, yeah, just bent like that. Oh, and that was, oh. that was, that was one of the, that was one of the times I kind of stood there and just kind of looked and went, that's. I, I, you know, I can't really repeat what I was saying in my head, but you know, that's not good. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah. But you know, it's funny though. Like you said, you know, you're getting getting queasy doing that, and uh, you know, one of one of the uh, one of the kids got sick one night, didn't quite make it to the bathroom, threw up, and I'm standing there like dry heaving, cleaning it up, and I went, "Wait a minute, what am I? What is wrong with?" <laughs> and a couple of days later, I'm sitting in the ambulance. So he started throwing up. I'm typing with one hand. I hand him a bag with the other one. Like, you know, no big deal, but I'm home. <laughs> There's something about going into clinical mode, you know? And I was yeah, never able to make that switch. <laughs> that's why yeah, it's like one of the kids is going to, you know, somebody's going to get sick. It's like, all right, let me put my shirt. Hang on, let me change my shirt real quick. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So let's get into what brought us here today for the last, uh, the last few minutes that we have left. We are all uh, holding Sorry, a can of Moxie. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we're, we're holding a can of Moxie, and uh, there's a very specific reason we all have one. <laughs> and I'm going to let Bill tell the baseball family on the show why this is significant. <laughs> a couple of reasons. I tried it because I saw that, that Ted Williams uh, poster. I was like, I got to try this if this is still a thing. And I've had so many people in my family tell, tell me it's the worst thing they've ever tasted. And I said, well, I got to try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hated it the first time. And I brought it up to you guys and you talked about it. And you seemed really interested, Briggs. So I sent it to you. Not, no offense to, to Brad. It wasn't, you know, it was no real snub. But, you know, of course, we had the joke about your blasphemous comments about the babe, but, you know, <laughs> being overrated. Um, yeah. But, I should say he's oh, he's overly romanticized. No, no, no. That's not, not what you right said. Word, okay? That's yeah. not what you said the first time, though. It, no, it's not. It's not what I said the first we time. We couldn't. We we decided you didn't deserve any moxie that day because you you know couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the truth, Brad. So then you renegotiated, and we're like, okay, Bill decided out of the goodness of his heart to ship you a box of moxie. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate you changing your mind, Brad. So does Bill, right, yeah. Bill? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's pop a top, and we're going to toast Brad's paradigm shift. And he saw the light, and we're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Oh man. Gotta, I poured it the, in the uh, mug. Yeah, I got the oh, yeah. I got oh nice mug, Bill. Nice. Like <laughs> Dig in. Cheers to all of you. Cheers, Cheers to got Brad. Him. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's just, I hated it the first time I tried it. I absolutely hated it. But it's kind of like the first time you drink black coffee as a kid, you think you're going to be sneaky and just pour yourself a little bit of black coffee and you try it. You're like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. How can anybody ever drink this? <laughs> <laughs> then, then you think then, about it and you're like, it's kind of like the way it hung out in my mouth a little bit. You know? <laughs> and you go back. And then you're and addicted to it for the rest of your life. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we plug Ray's really quick? <laughs> Let's do it. Because <laughs> as no, Rick says, I'm wanna... in my yummy phase still. <clears throat> Brad's in the yummy phase. This this Moxie does it's kind of straddle in the yummy phase and like adult flavor profiles. Um, it's this weird mix of sugar sweet goodness and like this anise flavor that is really bold i don't know i i dig it i think it's i get a little bit of sarsaparilla just a little bit of sarsaparilla in there yes like i said i saw the poster with ted williams i wonder if that's still a thing i googled it like they still sell it now i get now i gotta try it i mean if he's endorsing it it's got to be good right (laughs) i had never even heard of it (laughs) (laughs) i'd never even heard of it until you brought it up to us and uh, and I had to show up on my doorstep the other day, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so, which thank took you. a lot longer. It took a lot longer than I expected. I just wake up, go on Amazon, do something, and just get completely sidetracked. And, you know. <laughs> yep. But, yep. The way it goes. So, does anybody know when Ted Williams died? Don't uh, Google it. I did. I had to Google it. Fair enough, but uh, it, it was been like. It was like 2003, 2002, was, something like that. It was right before the 04 World Series, wasn't it? 2002. 2000, Bingo. Yep. Yeah. That means, regardless of when he did the ad, that Ted Williams is officially still selling Moxie. Yep. What, what are we, yep. 20 years later? Yeah. 20 years after he died? I was going to say, what? Oh, That's yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, no, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was eight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Shoot. Wow, I feel terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Baseball family, we really hope you enjoyed this conversation we had with Bill. We did. So yeah. get over yourself if you didn't. It was terrific. <laughs> I had a good time. I thought it was fun. Good. That was my next question. Brad, do you have anything you want to add or take away to from this exchange before we close it out? Um, thanks for introducing me to Moxie, Bill. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, my wife actually likes it a lot. She's had a couple since since it's arrived. This is I had a, a couple sips, but uh, this I think is my first first one. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for sending that over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, Bill, thanks for being a guest Maybe. on the show. We'll have you yeah. back next next time. I'm, we got to have you back. I mean, we just laughed more than <laughs> probably should have. It was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's what I tried to do. You know, it's just about what I'm good for. If I can get a chuckle out of somebody at least once in here. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> All right, baseball family. With that, we'll catch you next time.
All right, baseball family, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We want you to know that if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, we would be happy to entertain that idea and probably have you on, right, Brad? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Just go ahead and drop us a line in the mailbag. You can do that on BaseballTogether.com. That's probably the easiest way to do it, unless you're already a member of our online baseball family on Facebook at 9 plus us VIPs on Facebook. That's another way you can get a hold of us and let us know if you'd like to be in uh, a guest on the podcast. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and you know, a little something new that I actually added this week to the mailbag because we are branching out and having more specific podcasts. Um, if you're submitting to the mailbag, make sure you tell us which mailbag you're submitting to. There's a little drop down thing. You click that and you can choose either baseball together or if you're submitting to the my seattle podcast or the san francisco or philly um whatever you want because those are gonna be podcasts coming in a couple weeks here yeah, yeah end of the month couple weeks end of the month we're gonna have our we're launching our baseball together network it's exciting i'm so really excited exciting. for this break <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, we're we're also doing the. Have we announced the Rooters podcast? We did. We did. I don't know if we had a name for it yet, but we. I did say something about the compilation yeah. podcast, where a bunch of people from around the nation are going to talk about their teams for thirty seconds to a minute. We're calling it the Rooter podcast. So that'll be another monthly thing that we're doing. Go ahead and look for that, and uh, you get a little bit of insight into your team. And it's all fan perspective. That's what we're all about—the fan experience. So uh, just be like somebody you watch the game with talking to you about what they saw this month you know baseball family we're really grateful you're here with us we've been at this for a little bit now and we couldn't do it without you so mm -hmm. thanks for listening thanks for downloading thanks for liking and subscribing and uh, keeping us in your rss feeds for all of you that do that and uh you know we're we're really grateful for you and we're glad to bring this to you every week it's enabled us the opportunity to expand into the baseball together network and bring you these alternative opportunities to listen to baseball content so mm -hmm. we're really pumped about uh what has come of all of this and we're glad you're having as much fun as we are for sure Absolutely. And don't forget to stop by 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Uh, I, I think I wore last week, I think I wore this shirt last week. It's my uh, foul line shirt. I don't remember for sure. But I wore it to the game today, and I was too tired and lazy to change, so I just kept it on. Um, it's really comfortable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it wasn't, I wouldn't have kept it on. But you can find it there. That's you can search awesome. for your team. This is the Seattle one. Um, like I said, N-I-N-E. PLUSUS.com, 9plusus.com. We have some big stuff coming down the pipe there. We will yep. let you know That's for right. sure because we're really excited more changes, about it. More, yeah. more changes, very exciting. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review your podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on and jump into the mailbag and submit any snide remarks, comments, questions, or concerns <laughs> you have at BaseballTogether.com. And Baseball Family, we will catch you next week. Thank you.